All right, it's the Fantasy Finish Line Podcast. everyone it is uh week five in the nfl october 3rd 2017 here we go for the uh fantasy finish line podcast my name is jason joined as always by dave tonight we have vince foss joining us hello vince has been here before he used to contribute to drink5.com used to be in our league but you know even if you're out you're you're always going to come back in and be on the podcast sometime right of course. Well, thank you course. for joining us tonight, Vince. Thanks, thanks for having me. We're going to rock out to a little Tom Petty tonight and uh, talk football, right? But first, we must talk about what we are drinking. Okay? So, I've got a few beers here that aren't open yet, but Vince, you cracked us a bomber and poured it around. What is it? It's the Stone Tangerine Express IPA. Stone Brewing from San Diego? San Diego, California. Okay. Yeah. I was wondering where you were going to go there if it wasn't Ego. You're like, Sandy Argyle? <laughs> Sandy Argyle? Sandy afternoon. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's actually uh, been there, right? Vince, you've been to the uh, Stone Brewing Company. I've been to Company. both both of them. One's in San Diego, one's in Escondido, and they're both amazing. Mm. It's, they have two separate styles. One of them's more of like greenery, grass. You got, you got waterfalls, hangout. Then you have uh, the other one, which is like more of like a desert feel to it. It's kind of just like a... Less, the Escondido less water, one? Less water, yeah. Less water. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much less water is all. More beer. Nice. Well, there's something to do with uh, with beer and watching football. I don't think beer and playing football is the best, but you know, uh, beer and watching beer and football, football. It's like uh, it's like darts or like bowling, where you kind of get to that certain zone where you're where mm-hmm. you're on the couch or the armchair or you're standing up or you're sitting in your favorite uh, just your favorite resting spot in the living room or in in the in the family room or wherever you are in the bar and uh, and you've got that perfect amount of buzz going on. Your fantasy players are going off. It's just a wonderful Sunday. Yes. Sometimes. um well you know i am definitely partial to beer and watching football that's right that's a good time um all right so yeah this week we're going to talk uh wrap up a little bit from week four we'll talk week five uh preview give you some information on what you need to know going into week five in the fantasy football season um so we'll start off uh with some impressive or important performances that happened in week five uh, via the statistically insignificant column, which you can check out every Monday on uh, drink5.com. So in no particular order, um, we need to first bring up the best player of the week, right? Deshaun Watson. Ooh. Rookie, scored five touchdowns, ties uh, Fran Tarkington's record, I believe, of five touchdowns, uh, four passing, and one rushing. So the the main question, let's just uh, lay it out there. Is he for real, or is he fantasy fool's gold? The man's for real. Yeah. So is he going to be? I'm talking QB one for real this year. Yeah, I would. I would say he is a QB one this year. You like QB one status for him? I oh, know yeah. that uh, he's got the weapons. He's got everything he needs. He really does have the weapons. Oh yeah. Of all the rookie quarterbacks, he's got he's got it made right now. You know when we talk about guys like uh, like Cam Newton or Robert Griffin Jr. Uh, Robert Griffin the third, not Junior. <laughs> uh, that was a while back, I guess. Wait, Ro- Robert Griffin, Robert Griffin Jr. might still be a better quarterback. You never know. <laughs> uh, and some other guys that have come into the league as as quarterbacks and played well in their first year. Uh, I I thought you know Tom Savage being the incumbent, fine. You give him a chance, and and you hope to 
have your rookie quarterback working behind the veteran for longer. But this is one of those situations where the uh, the cream has to rise to the top. Savage was not working out. Now they have Will Fuller back. Uh, Lamar Miller is there, who's been decent. But now they've got uh, what is his name uh, Dante Foreman, uh, who's been a, a pretty formidable uh, running back kind of a. Um, a prospect, at least yeah. for fantasy teams. Lamar Miller, you know, was decent last week as well. And their defense is is one of the most vaunted in the NFL. Didn't start off that way. They didn't do such a great job in the first couple of weeks. But now it looks like everything is starting to click a little bit more. So I would agree. I, I would I wouldn't put him as far as rankings um, any higher than uh, than like ten, eleven, twelve. Uh, at least these next couple weeks, but it's it's always possible that he could be a guy that finishes you know in the top five because you guys have played fantasy football for a long time. You know as well as I do, right, that almost every year there's a quarterback or two that finishes in the top, let's say, five or six guys that you didn't expect to be there. Absolutely, and that would actually, I mean, I feel like you're kind of high on him. That would put you a little bit lower. I think you're, as we always say with rookies, tempering your expectations. Sure. But he is currently has an ECR of 7, best ranking of 5, worst ranking of only 13. So, you know, I, I guess everyone's thinking start to Sean Watson this week, even against Kansas City. Yeah, I have him as 11 right now. But uh, still, regardless, if you're talking about all the experts that are out there ranking him at, at lowest 13, well, I guess you kind of have an idea of what people think of him. Exactly. Pretty highly. <laughs> Very highly. So uh, last week, Le'Veon Bell had 39 touches, scored over 30 fantasy points. Uh, the second highest total touches in his career. Um, I believe it's the second highest fantasy total as well for him, but I'm not sure on that, so don't quote me on that one. Um, so I want to know, is he finally uh, like you know back from starting the season a little late maybe, like he's used to, always starting in week four roughly? Um, or is uh, it, was it kind of like an aberration? Did they lean on him a lot and then it's just going to be a kind of, um, you know, They'll use maybe the other running back for a little while. I mean, that's not really the way that they're going to roll. But I guess what I want to ask is, do you see consistency coming from the Steelers? Or do you think that it's going to be a kind of up and down ride like it's been so far? You know, James Conner had a couple runs in there and he looked really good. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is obviously the number one. He's obviously a top play every single week. Even when he wasn't trending very well so far earlier this season, all the experts, myself included, would always put him probably top five because that's his... uh, that's what he does. That's where he belongs. So there, nothing has changed for me. Yeah, I, I love Le'Veon Bell. You know, I'm a Michigan State guy, so I've just yeah. always loved him. And he's actually the first running back to come out of there that actually has been an every week play in the running back position. I mean, we've had, okay. we've had a couple. Of, we've had Javon Ringer. Remember, he came out. I remember Ringer up. for a minute. But uh, I don't know something about the Steelers this year. It's like the, the they're like the Bears, where they're a better team than the Bears. I've, unfortunately, I don't you like don't have to apologize this. to me about that. It's the guy across the table. But here. It's like they're home. I don't know what you're trying to say here they're, at all. They're at home. It's a different squad than on the road. It's How is that? Like He's the trying Bears. to say he knows that the Steelers aren't quite as good as the Bears. It's just like the but... Bears. The Bears on the road are a different squad than at home. Bears Bears play Atlanta close. Bears beat the Steelers. I'm just saying. Ridiculous. I'm just Steelers are, are winning their division currently. No one else can touch them in well, their division. Dave's calling that shit fake division. news. Well, that's because the Bears play in a division where the Detroit Lions and Green Bay Packers will run away with it by week you know, six. So, Regardless, I, I, I disagree with your opinion, but that's fine. I, but you're, you're comparing the Bears and the Steelers in the same breath. That's ridiculous, my friend. Yeah. 
Yes, the the Bears beat the Steelers. They won. They beat them four years ago too. But that had no bearing either year on. It on... proves the any given Sunday <laughs> okay, cliche. That's sure. about it. A- sure. Absolutely. Okay, so let's move on from there. Uh, we got Greg Zerline who put up twenty seven points this week. Six other kickers put up fifteen points. It was a huge week for kickers. So I want to know, you know, pick your brains. What is your strategy for picking kickers? I'll go first so that I'm not just p- taking all your secrets. Um, what I like to see are offenses that put up points, right? I mean, it feels yeah. obvious, I suppose, but the offenses that average the most points are the kickers that I want. I don't really care if um, an offense, if a guy just happens to kick a lot. Like, um, I think in the past I've looked for teams that aren't good at scoring touchdowns and they'll, they'll try to resort to kicking field goals more often. But for me, give me the teams that are just going to put up a lot of points because even if they don't kick field goals, maybe they score five touchdowns, and then your, your game isn't thrown away. Well, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. So <laughs> you want the kicker in Houston? I want, yeah, of course. Okay, I don't remember his name because it's very uh, new to it's me. It's Ka- Kaimi Fairbarn. Okay. I just, I just ranked him 19th today, so... All right. Um, so, what do you what do you look at when you think uh, a kicker is going to do good week to week? But more importantly, how do you translate that to your team, Dave? Would you rather stick with a guy for several weeks, or are you swapping him out every week? So, any any kind of move you're making on your team depends on if the if the league you're in requires some kind of transaction fee. If there's limited amounts of pickups per week, I have leagues that have all those sorts of different rules in them. Um, I have one league where you can only make three transactions per week. That's there's a maximum amount. Okay. Uh, so you have to watch out for all those things. If that's the case, then I would I would not change kickers generally unless there was some kind of you know disaster that's happened to their offense. Uh, in, in this case, maybe something like Tennessee, where they're thinking about, uh, and I'm sure we'll talk about this later. But starting someone in place of Marcus Mariota, uh, their offense might not click very well. They might not get in positions where they can kick field goals very easily. But generally, what you said is it rings true and it works out. Uh, and the rankings that, that I've done so far have kind of uh, followed that same methodology where you're really looking for uh, a, a team that is going to be, that has a good offense, that's going to get down there a lot. Uh, but ideally, this good offensive team is playing someone that, uh, that has a good defense good that's, not going to, that's not going to let a lot of scores happen in the red zone. So. Um, in this case, we, we can look at uh, fantasy points against kickers, uh, which is skewed sometimes when there's only been a couple games. Sure. Uh, but for right now, for example, some of the guys that are up there on the top are uh, the the Titans, the Chargers, the 49ers. So there's three teams right there um, that, uh, that, that are allowing a lot of points against them. If you look at a mm. team... Go ahead. Uh, I agree with you. I think aside from looking at how many points your offense is scoring... How much is the other team giving up? Yeah, so Absolutely. you take you take those two things, kind of merge them to uh, to whatever you think they're worth in in your value. Um, but for me, I, I like the high offensive teams. That's where the the high ranks are going to be. So for me, like Crosby, Guskowski, Bailey, Prater, those those guys are always up there in the top five. Yeah, because those teams are more than likely going to score a couple touchdowns, 
and a couple field goals because they're going to keep driving down to the other side of the field. I'm pretty sure that um, Matt Prater is going to kick a fourth quarter field goal almost every game this year. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the way the Lions are built. But if you can't get a guy who's in that top bunch, uh, you know, then you're looking for these specific matchups where things line up, you know, perfectly in, in fantasy football land. Like for example, uh, the Raiders have a high amount of points against. Right, uh, so you look at who's playing the Raiders. You have Baltimore, Justin Tucker. Um, they're they're allowing points uh, against themselves, but why, but why is that? Now, who did they play this last week? The, the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders played Denver. Okay, and um, and well, they I, gave up seventeen points, I believe, or sixteen even. Right. So if you're looking at those kinds of trends, et cetera, then Justin Tucker becomes a guy that you should play. He, he probably is anyway. Uh, let me see if there's another quick example that I can come up with. Uh, the uh, the Cardinals, for example, are allowing a good amount of points to uh, to kickers. And the Cardinals are playing... Who are they up against? They're up against Philadelphia. So Jake Elliott on Philadelphia would be a good guy to target and play. Yeah. They can get the offense down the field, and then Arizona's been good at stopping them. So you know they don't allow as many points against them, but they're allowing more field goals. Yeah, hell, you got the Chargers against the you know they're playing the Giants, and the Chargers giving up a lot of points. Exactly. Too. So so there you go. That's that's the strategy there. It's not uh, it's not a complete you know uh, a science, but that's what you have to do. You put those things together. And you, you kind of come up with a, an equation that you think is going to work for you. So right. um, I also like Giorgio Tavecchio just every week because... Because you like saying his name? Yeah. Giorgio <laughs> Tavecchio. Very nice. He's this year's Cecil Shorts. Exactly. Sure. Uh, so moving on, uh, we only have one wide receiver this week who was in the top 20 point scorers. Um, and the wide receivers over the first four weeks have exhibited a trend opposite of what we have noted heavily in the last few years, which is that wide receivers are dominant early and running backs are dominant later on. Um, do you guys have any thoughts about that? Do you think that maybe um, you know it's poorer quarterback play or uh, a result of there being fewer points scored in the first couple weeks? Or Sure. Um, it's uh, the offensive line. The offensive line has been poor. It's been playing poor on most teams. Yeah. And we talked about this on previous podcasts. That's my opinion. Uh, the, the most of the quarterbacks don't have time to throw it, so the wide receivers are just getting short passes if they're getting passes at all. And a running back can kind of make up for some poor offensive line play. I agree. Okay, uh, so last one, Andy Dalton. Turn it around the last couple weeks. First two weeks, zero touchdowns, four interceptions. Second two weeks, six touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, was a new offensive coordinator all that they needed in that in Cincinnati? No, but anytime there's a change like that, I feel like there's always some kind of crazy things happening. So, I mean, he's 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 benefiting just from there being yeah, change in he's general. Not, he's not a horrible quarterback. No, he's not just, at all. It's yeah, he, he's gonna do better than he was doing, but he's not gonna do as good as he's been doing. So he'll be better in the first couple weeks. But you don't think he's gonna think keep he's this sustained. sort of no, work up exactly? All right. Well, the Bengals this week um, have a matchup against. Oh, they're always easy to pick up. The Bills. That'll be tough. The Bills' defense has been very, very good this year. Very good. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we're going to move on, but we're going to touch on something else for a second. Cheers, gentlemen. To Tom.
So last week on the show, we had Jessica on. Uh, she uh, helps manage our Instagram page. Make sure that you follow us there. Dave, what's our address on Instagram? I bet you could guess. Is it at drink5? It's Instagram.com slash drink5, yes. Oh, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> so uh, we're going to check out some injuries. Make sure that you check out Mike Massarino's article every week. Um, he writes us uh, an injury uh, article. And that is usually up by Tuesday or so, so that we can uh, discuss it on the podcast. Um, Again, check out Drink 5 for that. So, uh, at quarterback, we had a couple of big injuries, a couple of fantasy guys that went down last week. Derek Carr um, is going to be out for two to six weeks. He broke a, fractured a bone in his back, I think. Um, You know, that's the sort of thing that can't be good for a quarterback. Like, you need all the range of motion you can get when you're a quarterback. So, E.J. Manuel is going to take his place for a little while. If it was a running back, you're saying he'd be fine just with a, with a back injury. I mean, look, some <laughs> of these guys, like, can tough out stuff. I'm sure anybody with a back injury is having problems, but Absolutely. it may actually affect the way he throws the ball. It's a serious problem for Derek, yeah. Right. Um, so, with E.J. Manuel in place, do you obviously downgrade the receivers a bit? Do you downgrade them to your bench? Or, like, do you need to keep Amari Cooper in there? So, two to six weeks is is a weird uh, variable range. And I have to think uh, in fantasy football that I usually take the conservative approach. That would be to uh, assume that, that it's going to be the worst and not keep a guy like Derek Carr, who hasn't been that great anyway. Uh, when you've got guys like Deshaun Watson or, or other people that you can pick up, I would say that in a one-quarterback league, you need to drop him and pick up a replacement. Uh, yeah, def- well, definitely for Carr, yeah. Was the question on the receivers? You- I'm saying, yeah, would you want to bench the, like, Crabtree if he starts? Ah, uh, right, yes. Uh, or Mamari Cooper if, he, you know, he's playing. Obviously, Crabtree was out last week. Um, would you want to bench those guys right now because you're switching quarterbacks? We were talking about this earlier, right? Yeah. Like, is Lynch going to get a boon? Do the receivers take a big hit? Yeah, I don't think you can bench Lynch yet. But then again, we've talked about Lynch only getting work when the team is up. Now that you've got a poor, you know, quarterback situation, maybe they it's might a lot of Jalen Richard. They might yeah. have to just run, though. We'll we'll see. That's true. So I want I, I will put this out there. Uh, the Raiders this week are going to be playing um, the Ravens. Uh, if you were holding on to the Ravens' defense the last couple of weeks, I think you keep them for the game against the Raiders. Are people still holding on to the Ravens' defense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I, I made a couple of claims that didn't go through last week to get rid of the Ravens, so I kept them. Um, and it wasn't a disaster last week. So I'm going to definitely put them in against EJ Manuel. We talked about this last week, Vince. Um, and and uh, Yeah, Vince, get with it. You should probably listen to the podcast, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> listen, guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> but but my my take on that uh, you know, is just that the Ravens, I think, are, are a good defense overall, and they're a good um, you know, hold for most of the season. They have a, a good run of, of some games and some parts. So... Um, if you discount the game versus the Jaguars, they haven't done a bad job. I think they'll continue to do better, and uh, I think you can't you can't just throw away stuff because of the London game where they got crushed. I agree. You can't really judge a team against Jacksonville and London because that's like that's like Detroit's Thanksgiving. It's like their Super Bowl. <laughs> it's like their. Super <laughs> They've Bowl. won their last three games out there, and de- you know, decently won those last. Yeah, games. they have, and they they played the Packers and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So. Not yeah. even bad competition. But you, you're talking about Crabtree, so going back to the wide receivers of, on Oakland, right? Sure. So for, for Crabtree, for example, I, I have him ranked number 24. He had a uh, like a, an injury that wasn't too great, uh, wasn't 
really able to suit up in week four. I guess it was a bruised lung in week three. So that's one of those things where he he's going to be a good possession receiver. He's still going to get passes, but um, do you think that EJ Manuel as a backup quarterback is going to be able to feed him to get him you know six, seven, eight passes per game? One of the receivers will be uh, hit up in that way. So is it uh, Jared Cook or Amari Cooper or Michael Crabtree? I guess we don't really know who EJ Manuel has chemistry with yet. No, he was formidable in Buffalo. I felt like. He was okay. I yeah. mean, he got unseated by Tyrod Taylor, so he wasn't great. Um, no, the no. one thing you should always look for is uh, when a backup quarterback comes in just that next game, maybe for DSFS options or something like that, the backup receivers who practice with them every week. So Seth Roberts, Cordell Patterson could be a sneaky sleeper play in like DFS or when you where you need someone real cheap or if you're yeah. in a super deep league. Cordell Patterson. He was good in Minnesota. <laughs> hey, why not? He um, was good like once every six games or something. He's almost been better here this year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so Marcus Mariota moving a little bit east there uh, is day-to-day now, um, and they just signed the ancient one, Brandon Whedon, who is, <laughs> uh, according to Roto World, anywhere between 30 and 60 years old. Um, That's his ranking too, right? Thirty between thirty and between 60. thirty. No, he's the he's the number sixty quarterback on a list of thirty. <laughs> um, so they they said he's day to day. They've got Matt Castle to start, and they signed another guy, which probably means that Mariota's not going to play this week. Correct. So you need to plan accordingly. Yeah. Which sucks because it's a great matchup against Miami. So all of a sudden, you know, where where Mariota wasn't needed a game to get better. Uh, he's not even going to get that opportunity. Well, it's it's exactly the same he- thing here, right? Is that it's going to be someone getting a lot of passes that you wouldn't necessarily expect. Uh, this year, I think personally that the best target on uh, on the Titans, especially for a guy that uh, is a backup or or may not have the that kind of arm or skill out of the pocket as Mariota, is a guy uh, Delaney Walker. So I think the tight end is going to get peppered with targets. Just... Sure, I think you can still rely on that. Um... So, yeah, Mariota, you know, don't count on that this week. Uh, even if he does start, I would be very, you know what, if he practices and he starts, go for it. They've said that he doesn't need to practice in order to start. Um, that's a tough one there. Maybe you can scoop Deshaun Watson off of the waiver wire and then you don't have to worry about it. Um, so, over at running back, a couple of guys went down and they're on the IR, so you're getting them off your team. Uh, Dalvin Cook in Minnesota and Chris Carson in Seattle. We will talk about their replacements in the next section. Um, but just remember, if you you know if you lost those guys, that sucks. Hopefully, you traded them when people kept offering you stuff for Dalvin Cook. That was me in the league. I kept trying to trade for Dalvin Cook, and <laughs> I'm so lucky that that guy was stingy. Yeah. Uh, so also at running back, Ty Montgomery broken ribs. That's ribs, multiple broken ribs. He is going to need to wear flak jackets and all this stuff. And, um, you know, I, I I, I didn't call it because it's just an injury and they just happened. But, you know, they use him a lot and he got injured and he's not necessarily used to that kind of work. Um, so I think that they need to sit him for a few weeks and make sure he's healthy before they bring him back. Um, in his place, who... Who is there? Isn't there? Don't they have a rookie now in well, Green Bay? There, there's a lot of rookies. They actually Green Bay drafted a number of of rookie running backs behind him because they weren't expecting to play anybody else. They're not wanting to play anybody else. There's a couple of uh, of guys that um, 
have have come up as possible targets on the waiver wire, including uh, Aaron something. Which Aaron is, Jones, I think, is the guy who's going to start this week. But this is what happens when you have uh, Green Bay Packers and and uh, a possible starting running back. They're not going to do anything. So right. you, you may pick them up and start them, expecting them to do a role like Ty Montgomery. But if they're not trusted like Ty, and they're not, these are unproven, untrusted rookies. They are not going to get the amount of touches, carries, and opportunities necessary to be a start on your fantasy team. That's, okay. that's, so, that's my uh, take here. So pass that on by. I concur. I agree with that. Okay. Uh, Amir Abdullah and Paul Perkins also got banged up. I think uh, for Paul Perkins, you're going to see, oh, what's his name? The... Guy in the, the rookie on the Giants. I sure. I think of his name now. So uh, the new rookie, his name is Wayne Gallman. Yes. Uh, and uh, he he Wayne? did he did go out there and looked pretty good, so it's going to be tough for them not to give him more more shots. And uh, Vince is our local Lions expert. What's <laughs> up with Amir Abdullah? He'll be fine. Today was the first time I had even seen that he had been injured. Yeah, so I saw him leave. So that's one of the games I follow, obviously, as a Lions fan. He, uh, he was ready to get back in before the end of the game. He was ready to get back in, yeah. and they weren't going to test it out. I feel like he'll be fine. I feel like he's going to be the guy to have a hundred yard rushing for Detroit at least one game this year. Uh, well, I mean, maybe one. He's gotten at close. The most. He had ninety four last week, and and if he would have gone back in, I feel like they would have given it to him a few times, and that's yeah. why they probably were like, "No, we don't want to do that because we don't want to push it." You know, as an Abdullah owner in a couple leagues, I've been watching the Lions games maybe as intently as you have as a yeah. Lions fan. Certainly not with as much history and tears in my eyes, but <laughs> many tears, many tears in my eyes. <laughs> but with Abdullah, the thing that that's interesting to me is that Theo Riddick was always the guy that was behind him, always the guy in the passing downs, uh, and Abdullah didn't get the red zone opportunities. In this last game, he got the red zone opportunities, he got the passing downs. I think that the deal has always been: if you're healthy and good, we're going to put you out there as the feature back. Yeah. But it just hasn't been happening. Now it looks like it's starting to happen. I would agree. And if he they, was if they. Last year. Yeah. If they hit on Abdullah with everything else that's going on, then I, I really do like the, the Lions offense. They're a complete team. I think their defense is proven to be like I haven't seen this defense for a few years since when we had Indomakong Sue, Cliff yeah. Averill, yeah. uh Nick Fairley, like that that line right there. Yeah. But regardless, we're talking about uh, Ziansa, man. He is a beast. But uh I feel And they have a guy named Shaq. Of course. I mean, that's awesome. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> Who doesn't? Most of the, the league. <laughs> so I have Abdullah ranked at number eighteen versus Carolina, but I will bring him up if uh, if it looks like he's practicing all week and looking I would, good. I would agree with that. I like that. Um, bring him up. Like, like I said, he was ready to get back in. We'll see. I mean, that's that could be all for show. That could be all for show until next week. I agree with you. I think yeah. he's still fine, but uh, but if he's not, then then you do have uh, uh, Theo Riddick that will that will get a lot of touches in that game. If if Amir Abdullah stays healthy, that team wins the division. And I don't think it's close. <laughs> interesting. I'm, Very interesting. I don't want to dig too much into that. And I, I'm oh, a guy, you're digging. I'm a yeah, guy. You're I'm a guy who makes a lion. I hate right on now. my team every year. I hate on my team because I think we're going to do something. And then there's a week that proves otherwise, like Matt Stafford breaking a finger. Every year something happens. But if uh-huh. we if we stay as healthy as we are right now, we get another guy back on um, on the offensive line. We're gonna be, we're gonna be. Dangerous. Well, it's hard for people that are that well. Are if you big say fans. the same thing about the Packers, then you know they're gonna I, be right there with you. You're right. You're right. There's a few guys in the Packers. And, if, you're and right. if Minnesota gets healthy and gets Sam Bradford back, I guess if everybody's healthy 100, percent they'll do well. Everybody right. ties. Yeah. The entire season's a tie. I just want to throw this one out there. Shouldn't Adrian Peterson 
isn't he a great fit for Minnesota right now? No. <laughs> I talked to Dave about this. I talked to Dave about this earlier about Adrian Peterson, and he's done. Yep. I think everyone can hear Dave rolling his eyes. We're on the same. One. We're on the same league with him. If you he's want, done if playing you football. want him from me, I will give him for like I don't know a third round draft. Pick. I've been Is offering paper clips for like David Johnson and stuff. <laughs> no one's going to give a third round draft pick for Adrian. Peterson. They shouldn't. They. Sh- I should be giving up the third round draft pick to give <laughs> Adrian. Peterson. No, you, I need. I need this bench spot cleared off. Will you take this pick for me? No, AP is literally at the the point in his career. Well, where where he gets uh, a trade, it's just for whatever his salary is. Yeah, he's better at beating his kid than he is at running right now. Oh, shots fired! I like that. Shots fired? That's a hard tweet. <laughs> sure, Vince. shots fired. Here we go. A hard tweet. Let's fire these shots right up. I don't tweet. This is this is working out well. <laughs> now we have Adrian Peterson uh, tweeting against the show here. <laughs> Any news, any publicity is good publicity, Dave. Okay, all right. <laughs> At wide receiver, uh, Julio Jones had a hip flexor injury. Uh, he's got the week off to recover, so he's on bye anyways. Um, worry about him coming back next week. Here you go, Dave. Oh, you're waiting for some of that. Anyways, um, Jordan Matthews is going to be out a month after breaking a finger or something like that, I believe. He, he uh, has a thumb injury, yes. Okay, that's an important finger. Um, so you've got Zay Jones there, um, who is like the rookie who's leading the way, Brandon Tate, Andre Holmes. I don't, you know, necessarily think anybody other than Zay Jones is going to be, uh, sort of worth, uh, worrying about there. Charles Clay is the star of that team right now. Right. He's at tight end. He's been playing well this year so far. Um, uh, again, back to the Falcons, you got Muhammad Sanu two to three weeks out. Uh, they are on by this week again. So you're only going to miss them one to two weeks on your team. Um, but that could be a big problem for the next two or three weeks. If Julio and Sanu are out, uh, all of a sudden, you know, Atlanta only has a running game. So guys like Taylor Gabriel are going to be a big pickup. Uh, this week, if you've got the space and you don't need anybody else, you can wait a week. I would take him right now. Um, so I don't know. Uh, were there any other injuries that we missed or anything like that? Are we in good shape for that? I do not know. I mean, there's always more injuries. Pay attention to the uh, injury reports that always come out on Wednesday, and uh, you know your life will be better. Your fantasy life will be better. I can't promise anything for your real life. Moving right along, so uh, Vince just cracked another bomber here. Would you enlighten us as to what we're drinking? Yeah, it's the Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA. From? Well, it's New Belgium. New Belgium, all right. Well, see, I can read it, but nobody listening to us can read it. So I just wanted, you know, to to make that clear. Yeah, no problem. All right, so let's move on into week five. Uh, We want to know... You guys are so cordial. Who's going to fill in? I appreciate (laughs) you. Who's going to fill in for the guys who are out? So... Uh, check out uh, Jim Hutchinson's Hutchins, not Hutchinson. Jim Hutchins is okay. Uh, <laughs> we haven't been drinking at all during this show. Hutchins is is okay. Uh, Jim writes our article about five upside pickups for the week. You they mean just the drink to be five, week five? Drink five, pick five, week five. Yes, the yeah. triple five this week is you know 
a good article. Yeah. So, again, check that out on drink5.com. That usually rolls in uh, around Monday night football time. Uh, and if we're paying attention, we try to post it on Monday night. So, check that out Monday night, Tuesday morning. And thank uh, Jim for all the good tips. So, um, number five, you've got Thomas Rawls, Eddie Lacy, CJ Procise. That's so three. So, I want to know. Seven pick. That's one pick because you only want one of those guys. Yeah. Which one is it, Vince? Which one of those guys do you want? Well, you, I, you're the number one waiver priority. They're all available. Who are you taking? I'm taking Thomas Rawls. Thomas Rawls. Okay, I would take Eddie Lacy. I feel like I guess you know what he looked solid last week. He looked solid, and I read this great article about him. And I think it was Sports Illustrated wrote this great article about him. Yeah, about his weight, about his weight, and about. Okay. The passion. Poor guy. He's the only player where like his weight is the subject of like numerous articles and discussions it's, it's on in Twitter. His it's in his contract. It's, it's important. I bet that guys' weights are in their contract all over the place. Uh, yeah. I don't any, know. Any big defensive lineman is going to have some sort of clause like that. They may well, not. He's also a running back, not a defensive lineman. So let's. It, it's let's really important that he has breakaway. Every speed. football player needs to be in shape. Sure. But there's defensive lineman shape and there's running back. He's shape. just a guy who's losing control of of his breakaway speed because he keeps getting gaining more weight. So that's that's the issue. But I agree with you. It's it's getting a little crazy because uh, we these continual roto world updates about uh, he always lost five pounds and gained thirty five thousand dollars. But they, <laughs> that wouldn't happen if it wasn't really important to the team he was. Man, on. I would lose so much weight if someone were paying me that kind of money. <laughs> uh, so I'm in the Rawls camp too. By the Rawls camp, okay. I would like to see C.J. Procise uh, resume a role similar to last year when he was kind of the featured back. However, he's been out for a couple weeks, so there's nothing that you can count on right now. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, number four, Deshaun Watson. We talked about him earlier, but he is only 34% owned. So um, without too much table talk, is he a guy that you guys are targeting? That you want on your team yeah, right now. He's a great backup to have to whoever you... I mean, if you have a 10-team league, you've got 10 better starters. If I have Aaron Rodgers in a one-quarterback league, I don't pick up Deshaun Watson. In almost any other situation, I, I have to try to pick him up. And if I have a quarterback that is performing uh, on a you know lower top 10 or below top 10 level, then I must pick him up and will probably trade him out with that quarterback. Yeah, you don't think if you had... Aaron Rodgers, you would get him and then give him to whoever was the highest bidder? I, trade. I don't pick up multiple quarterbacks in one quarterback leagues if I have top three quarterbacks. Just because I feel like uh, in those leagues, and we're saying uh, in a lot of those leagues that I'm in, there's not deep benches, so I try to take as many running back and wide receivers as I can, and I don't okay. worry about the quarterbacks. But I totally understand your suggestion, and certainly you know, people that are into trading those kinds of high-profile players... Pick him up and trade him. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Okay. So I, I, you know, without going over everybody, you know, you starting him over Cam Newton? Yes or no? See, I would have said yes a week ago. In fact, I benched Cam Newton a week ago to put in uh, Trevor Simeon, and that really that did not work out big time. Well, I think a lot of people did. He really bucked the trend that was uh, on his back. That doesn't mean that he is suddenly Cam Newton again. He played the worst defense in football. So the Patriots famous for being the worst defense in football. They are this year. They certainly are. <laughs> They're at a place where Tom Brady can't even look back. He's like, I'm going to try to win some games for us, but I'm not going to. It, Tom Brady's a nine win team this year. It's funny the Saints. You know, the Saints used to be the, the Swiss Bills going to win that division. They used to be the Swiss cheese defense, and now if you're playing New England, you're, it looks like you're going to score about thirty points. New England is as good as the Jets. 
in defensively? Not, just, not no, true. No, not true. In, not true. Just not in true. general. Just just like last week, the Bears were better than the Steelers. This week, the Jets are as good as New no, England. I disagree they, with all of I just I disagree with that big time. <laughs> the, the, the Patriots are better than the Jets. They have the same record, sure. Vince, I was only trolling. Okay. You don't have to get that serious okay. about it. <laughs> but the Patriots win nine wins max this year. And you can mark my words on uh, that. I like his words. I like. Go ahead and mark them. Mark them. Yeah. Mark, mark it. Mark it eight. And, mark and it nine. We're having a party later. We can, we can, we can go and bet more on this later on in our sure. party that I lost last year. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, you know. Uh, Deshaun Watson needs someone to throw the ball to, right? Will Fuller is going to be a big pickup this week. Nice little side to go along with your Deshaun Watson. Um, so make sure you keep an eye on him. He is the the sort of deep target. Obviously, they got DeAndre Hopkins, but Will Fuller is the guy who's going to go deep on like every play. Yeah. So um, as long as they're playing well, if they're putting up points, everyone on that team is scoring points right now. Well, Fuller runs uh, like a 4.3 or 4.32 40, so he's one of the fastest people in the entire NFL. The knock on him uh, the previous year and before that when he was a rookie, because that was just last year, was that uh, he, he couldn't uh, necessarily catch the ball as well as a lot of other receivers out there. But yep. he's, he's, uh, he needs sort of, better hands. He, he seems to be improving in that regard. So if you've got super fast guy that can catch like a, like a Ted Ginn with better hands or a Darius Hayward Bay with better hands, then that guy is just golden. Just golden. All right. Uh, over in New Orleans, you've got Alvin Kamara, who is apparently the favorite of both Sean Payton and Drew Brees right now. Um, they love getting the ball to guys like that. Remember when Darren Sproles was on that team? They used him so well in that offense. And I could see Alvin Kamara filling a similar role. Um, so I think he's a guy that you need to pick up. And um, he's going to be a flex start probably really soon, like every week. Um, so uh, aside from that, you've got Latavius Murray filling in for Dalvin Cook. He'll be the featured back with Cookout. Do you guys like Murray's chances, or do you think that he's too much of a plotter right now? Murray was a starter before. I still think he could be a starter again, but they're going to fill in with Jarek McKinnon on passing downs. Uh, a lot of people like Jarek McKinnon to perhaps be the number one guy. The answer is there is no number one guy there. He got a torn ACL, um, so we're just going to have split work. You can, Yeah, I would agree with Dave. You can't play either one. As a guy who watched the game, Jarek McKinnon was the guy that came in, but they're going to split, so I would not take either one of those in my team. Yeah. Um, so uh, Latavius Murray, 17% own. He's definitely uh, there if you do need uh, some help at running back. Um, but, you know, he, he's for help. He's not for starting right away. Yeah. Alvin Kamara, 46% own. He is on bye this week, so you may be able to sneak in there and pick him up before people realize he's you know going to be playing again. Uh, that is a guy who I think of, um, you know, of the non-Deshaun Watson players that we mentioned just now, uh, who is has the best chance of being an every week starter. Well, him and Ingram are going to be the starters every week. That's that's how it's worked out so far. I, I mean, a fantasy, a player you can start every week in fantasy. He's he's going to be touchdown dependent or PPR dependent because Kamara is going to catch a bunch of passes, but he might not get the seventy-one yards. He was just uh, he had kind of a, a little tryout there when New Orleans was playing Miami. Shut him out twenty to zero, right? Um, yeah, I, it was impressive. So, I mean, Ingram had eight targets and, and Kamara had ten. Uh, Ingram had far more rushes and Kamara had five for 25. Uh, the Saints like to have that double-sided running back attack, and that's not going to change. 
but it's situational. I agree with you. I think we'll see less and less Peterson until he fades out entirely, just like uh, Back to the Future when they find out that uh, Adrian Peterson's dad was actually killed by a manure truck. <laughs> oh, it really sends me that I, I have Adrian Peterson in our dynasty league. But in my other league, I... How, how did you wind up with Adrian Peterson? It was a weird trade with Dave. With Dave? With Dave. Dave traded you a bad player? You know what? No, here's the thing. <laughs> Dave and I have had two trades, and both of our trades have been... Both of the guys we got in return yeah. have done nothing. Yeah. So with that, with that Adrian Peterson, Adrian um, was beating his kid. Well, you know, whatever. He was suspended for the he year. He was suspended, and I gave him Doug Martin, who right. then got Suspended. Nothing. Yeah. Well, he wasn't suspended. Well, he was suspended to start this year. Well, this year. But I'm saying when I gave him to him, he was injured. Right. right. He did nothing. I do and, believe Dave has unloaded Doug Martin on someone this else year, by now. This year, I gave him Allen Robinson, and he gave me Terrell Pryor. And uh, Terrell Pryor's done nothing. Terrell Pryor is working out and Al- compared to Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson's injured. Terrell Pryor is No, he's not. He's Pryor, on my bench. Pryor just scored his first touchdown, and he didn't do anything else. Pryor's on my bench. If he hadn't scored yeah. a touchdown, he would have been unstartable. But, but he, back, I, to, back to the, I t- think he is the task at hand, Alvin Kamara, um, I... In, in one of my leagues... We're just giving each other garbage. It's fantastic. I know. It's, yeah. it's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, Kamara was... Uh, <laughs> he played London last week. In some reason, on my London on my uh, Yahoo League, they sent me an email mid-game saying, nobody has this guy. So I, I picked him up, not realizing... Because it, like, it was like 10 in the morning. I didn't realize what was going on. And yeah. they gave me him. Like, the... The league you game. were able to start I, him that no, week. All right, asked, Imagine Dragons. They asked me if I wanted to start him, and I said no. But then I didn't realize he already had twenty-five points in my league. So the, his league must have the rules. Yeah, you must not have waivers. It's a weird on your, waiver rule. Yeah, you must not have weird, waivers. Yes, but but he has a point, and that is that Alvin Kamara had a great game, but it was in London, so we must discount it. <laughs> I always gonna, discount the London not games. Count all the London games. <laughs> I would. That's what I tell people. If the Steelers win in London, I would discount it. You're right. <laughs> what if the Lions win in London? Never discount it. No. <laughs> Actually, no, I would because the last time the Lions won in London, it was against Atlanta, who the Lions with thirty se- Oh no, I'm sorry, with ten seconds left, ran the ball. And down by two, and Atlanta, don't ask him about the Lions. Atlanta man. had a defensive <laughs> defensive holding. Loose. Atlanta had a defensive holding, which gave the Lions a field goal shot. But it's like, <laughs> why would you run the ball? London brings out the worst in everybody. I agree, except for the Jaguars. I hate except that they do those for games. the Jaguars and the people that live in England. Like you know, that's that's their base of operations. Yeah. <laughs> a London game is like a super Thursday night game. Like, don't trust... Okay, who doesn't love more football? So calm down. We all need to calm down because who doesn't love more football? Oh, yeah, let's get more football at 8.30 in the morning. I'm up. Here's a fun stat that I saw today. Uh, The viewing figures in Los Angeles for the early game were better than the viewing numbers for the Los Angeles Chargers game during the Los Angeles Chargers game in Los Angeles. So more people are interested in watching football at six thirty in the morning than at one o'clock in the afternoon, even if it's their own team. I went I went to San Diego when I went to Stone and went to watch the Bears game because I was with Bears fans. Okay. And the San Diego fans I like how you have to justify that. They weren't there. There's no San Diego fans there. We went to a bar to watch and they had there was transplant fans from every city. There were yeah. jerseys from every team except for the Chargers. It's just not a team that There's people no want to watch. There's no such thing as a San Diego Chargers there's fan. No such Which is thing. funny because San Diego is the only the place only. where there's San Diego fans. Or Charger fans, I should say. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We got Vince all fired up on the Lions. Let's have a sip of beer, gentlemen. Oh, we're 
talking about the, the Chargers too. Vince needs another beer. That's a good idea. Okay, so what we've got going on now are our weekly over-unders. So just to run down the last week real quickly for everyone. Uh, it was Dave and I joined by Jessica. And uh, we bet on dinner and drinks, right? We're going to make some dinner and get some drinks. And Dave wins his are. first over-under of the year. Congratulations, Dave. Uh, you picked four of the five correctly. So... You had DeMarco Murray under 12 points. You had Case Keenum over 15. He came in under 15. Uh, but you had Terrell Williams over 8. Jimmy Graham under 8. And the Ravens under 17 points. So congratulations, Dave, uh, on picking that one up. This week, we've got three players, four players to uh, uh, bet on. We're going to talk about three of them mostly. And... Um, we need to decide on what we're going to wager on, and we may end up coming up with it after the show. However, it may have, it'll have something to do with the bet that we had last year, which will soon be fulfilled, where we will be uh, having a party hosted by Vince, uh, where he awards us each <laughs> one cocktail, one appetizer, and one present. Well, I think the answer is, is dinner. I dinner never, for that day? I will do everything for you guys, because you guys are my favorite two people in the world. Oh, Vince. Other than my girlfriend. And don't tell her I said otherwise. <laughs> well, she doesn't play fantasy football, right? So she's probably so she's not, not going to listen to she's, this. She's sleeping. So we can just be your favorite people. Well, I thought uh, food of some sort uh, during this, this party, this football day, would be a, a, a good uh, a good thing to throw in Okay, there. loser buys food of some sort. You know, i got to tell you, the bar we're going to go to. Second place buys a round? We can host a, a fantasy football podcast there. They would let us. So. Oh, really? So in the future, let's talk about. If we that. said their name a bunch, would they give us free beer? <laughs> Not tonight. Not tonight, but you know, whatever night we decide to go there. They love me, so yes. All right, fantastic. Okay, Vince, uh, I think you did the over unders with us last year. Basically, the way that this is going to work is we'll uh, pull up a player, we'll talk about him for a minute, and what we'll do is set a line on him. And if everybody goes under or over, we'll move the line until there's some separation there. So Alex Smith has had a great. Uh, great start to the season. He is the number four scoring player in all of fantasy football this year. He is behind Tom Brady and Kareem Hunt and Todd Gurley, and that's it. Um, he is only owned in 65% of Yahoo leagues. He should be a starter, right? He should be starting as a QB1 every week. He's putting up, you know, I think his floor was like 16 points so far. Uh, he put up 27 points last week. Uh, he put up like 29 points against... What we now know is the worst defense in the league, the Patriots, in week one. Um, so I want to start Alex Smith's line at 20 points. Um, I think that we can start with Vince. So, Vince, do you want to go over or under 20 points? Definitely over. Over? Yeah. I, I think until, because we have Patrick Mahomes on the sideline, like salivating, chomping at the bit. Yeah, he wants to play. It's a good team right now. It's the best team in... I can't understand how the best team in football has another quarterback waiting to start. And he's he's got to carry it every week. He's got to carry it. And they're going to give it to him. He's going to he's gonna keep it right above sea level while Patrick Mahomes is right under waiting. Above sea level. Right above sea level, which is 20 <laughs> points for everyone 20, counting at home. 20 points. They do go and they play the Texans on Sunday night, all of a sudden, that looks like a great game. Chiefs-Texans Sunday night football. At the beginning of the year, you're like, oh, I can take that week off. But no, this is going to be a great game, I think. 
I agree. Um, so I, I too will go over twenty points. I think it could be not shootouty, but I think that each team is scoring at least twenty points. So I'm gonna go over twenty for Alex Smith. Where are you at, Dave? All right, keep going. Keep going up. Dave goes over as well. Twenty one, Vince. I I'm gonna say at least thirty. Well, I mean the the oh, idea here oh. is you don't have to tip your hand. Fine. But you're going over twenty one. Over I'll 20. go over twenty one. We'll give I'll Dave a few points here. Yeah. Dave's just fishing for points. That's fine. Keep going. Uh twenty two. Over. Twenty two Oh. No, I don't want over twenty two. I'm gonna take under twenty two. Under. Okay. Dave's taking under you? Yep. Dave no. was gonna go under the whole time. He just wanted to move the line up. Absolutely. I like it. I'll go over 20, 22. I think Houston is a better defense than New England, Philadelphia, the Chargers, or the Redskins. I think they go over 22. I think that Smith wouldn't have had such a good game last week if he didn't have uh, 56 yards of rushing and a touchdown rushing. That had a lot to do with it, for sure. So, But he finds a way to get in the end zone and score points for that team. And and the camera finds a way to show Patrick Mahomes on well, the sideline. To be fair, man, most of lot. his points have come from the 368-yard passing four-touchdown game that he scored in the first... Uh, game. Well, he had 27 fantasy points last week. I mean... It's mostly because of the 56 yards rushing and touchdown that he scored. Otherwise, it would have only been like 16 points. Uh, the previous uh, previous week, uh, or week two against Philadelphia, he had 251 and one touchdown. Uh, the week after, he had 155 and two touchdowns. So, uh, I just... I don't think that he's amazing. I think that he's being bolstered. Do you remember a couple of years ago, we talked about Doug Martin... And how Doug Barton is not really that good. He just has like a couple games where he makes a ridiculous amount of points quickly. <laughs> so it, it sort of offsets. It doesn't mean that that's Alex a, Smith won't have That's the Martavis Bryant effect, really. It doesn't mean Smith won't have a good game. Martavis Bryant, yep, yep. yep. Okay, uh, so moving over to running back, we're going to talk about Bilal Powell for a moment. Uh, the guy who was in the doghouse, not the doghouse of the team, but fantasy-wise doghouse uh, early in the year. Last week put up in a monster game. Um, so we'll start him at 14 points this week. Uh, I want to go over on his 14. I think that he's going to have a great week. Um, you know, the Jets play the Browns, so it's a decent matchup. The Jets are playing well. Uh, and imagine this, the Jets could be over 500 this week. Under. So Dave goes under, I'm over. Vince, where are you going to go? Even. Can't. You want to go even? You, you only want credit if he scores exactly 14 points. I want points. 14 points. It's just exactly 14. Yeah, I didn't even look at the notes. I was like, 14 points. And then you said it. I'm like, okay, he's going there. He's going 14. I don't think that's. He's a, on an upward trend. He scored 25 points last week. Yeah, he's going down. He's going down this week. His ECR is 13 now. I tell you what, I'll say over what Dave says, but under what you say. <laughs> but I, don't, I don't think you understand how this game works. I know exactly how it works. <laughs> He'll go under 14, but he will be right at 14. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're going to put you down for under. You get 13.99. I'll take it. Okay. Or under. Or under. You get under 13.99 as well. Right. Um, uh, just a quick note. If you guys are listening to us live, throw us some questions here. We will have a few minutes at the end of the show to answer them. Uh, but on to our next over-under. We've got DeAndre Hopkins at 11 points. Hopkins uh, has been a very consistent player this year. Um you know, Deshaun Watson's playing well. He knows to throw the ball to DeAndre Hopkins. So every fantasy owner is very happy right now. Uh, he's had a minimum of seven catches every game this season. So his fantasy outlook looks way better than it did last year. Uh, can he keep going? Can he have a big game against Kansas City? Well, I want to start the line at 11 points. And Dave chooses first. 
Hopkins is a stud, and uh, Deshaun Watson is playing well and targeting him heavily, and Kansas City's defense, a couple of guys that are, are really big in the secondary are injured, so I go over. Kansas is not going full hater, everyone. Kansas City Chiefs win, Deshaun Watson gets his, and so does DeAndre Hopkins, and he goes over. I think he goes over as well. We're moving it to 12. You staying over at 12, Dave. Uh, yes, because he scores a touchdown, which means he's going to have more than 12 Which points. means he's going to have more than 12. Yes. Uh, I like, boy, I like DeAndre Hopkins, Deshaun Watson. 13 points, Dave. Again, he, he's over. Over. Uh, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll end this here, and I'll go under. Over, under, and over. So we all have some overs and unders mixed in there. So is your over gonna your under gonna change to the actual point as opposed to the eleven here? So it's thirteen. Thirteen. I get I get under thirteen. Perfect. Yes. That's how this works. So like uh the twenty two that Alex Smith got moved to, you gotta go over the twenty two. Of course. Okay. Uh and then finally we won't need to say this on the air. I wanna make this a blind bet, so we'll just do it right after we uh, after the show, we'll write it down or something. But it's going to be Young Jeezy's points. Greg Zerline, how many points he's going to get this week. Uh, so just think about that. Keep that in the back of your mind. That's going to be our tiebreaker. Don't say it out loud because we're going to write them down blind so that everyone gets a fair chance at it. They're playing the Seahawks at 305. Uh, they're playing in L.A. Um, so, I, you know. I won't say the points, but he's been the Rams good. win. I think the Rams win, too. The Rams have had the Seahawks number for a while. The Rams are at home. They're going to win this game. Seahawks beat a bad team on um, uh, last game. Of in, so in Indy, look good. They looked really. They look good for a half. They looked good from the middle of the third quarter on. The Seahawks looked really good in the second half. They looked like the Seahawks that we expect. They scored like four unanswered touchdowns. That's great. But they made the two Colts, on defense. They made the Colts look good in the first half. Yeah. Uh, I have a couple questions. Uh, uh, Paul right. Paul Richardson or Robert Woods um, at wide receiver, and at flex, Legarrette Blunt or Evan Engram. Um, I'll answer the Legarrette Blunt one. Well, that one's easy, Legarrette Blunt, right? Of course. Yeah, I would go with Legarrette Blunt over Evan <laughs> Engram. Made, made my day right there. That question. <laughs> Vince is like, yes, I got an easy one. You know, Evan Engram is on target right now to have about uh, 850 yards and eight touchdowns at the end of the season. Yeah, sure. It's brilliant as a tight end, but as a flex, that's mediocre. And uh, wide receiver, Paul Richardson or Robert Woods? Oh, that's a toughie. Um, you know, Paul Richardson, I saw him getting good, uh, you know, getting good targets this past week in Seattle, but I don't think that there's enough work for him right now. There's still Tyler Lockett and Doug Baldwin. So Robert Woods in L.A., the problem is that He's got Sammy Watkins ahead of him. They've got Cooper Cup. They I'll, like their. I'll tell you where I have him ranked: Richardson at fifty-three and Woods at fifty-seven. The issue is if, if how many points is Seattle going to score, right? Right. How many points is are the Rams going to score? That's the issue. Is is which one's going to have a bigger game? So you say who's going to have the shootout, and that player is going to be more likely to come out of the top. So who's going to more likely to have the shootout, Seattle or the Rams? Uh, well, they play each other. So I mean. Um, a shootout. What I, think I what I mean involves is both teams. Who's going to have more more passing points? I more suppose. passing points. Seattle, right? Because the Rams have Todd Gurley, and that's what I think. Which is why I went with Richardson over Woods. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I guess those are two WR threes. You gotta 
you know, I, I would defer to your rankings at that point. I would call them WR four. Which, fives. by the way, Dave, you've been killing it on the rankings this year. Uh, Twenty seven overall on uh, Fantasy Pros through three weeks. Very, very awesome. Week three, you were number three overall, right? Uh, something like that. So it's it's working out well. Hell yeah, you man. Know, my rankings every week are at drink5.com, and you can look at them uh, individually. A lot of the experts don't allow you to do that. Uh, of course, if you go to Fantasy Pros, which uh, I wholly endorse as a website, you can match up with multiple experts, but you can't ever look at just one. You have to say, I'll take these five or these ten or, or this you know combination of all of them. Uh, so uh, more questions that we have here. Let me see. Uh, there's one in the chat room for the show. And remember, if you're listening later on, you can always join us live during the show. Join the chat room. Talk to us. We're on Mixler.com slash drink5. I'm starting to pick up on your patterns here, Dave. Uh, so Mike Mosserino wants to rate us the running backs on the wire this week. He's got Adam Jones on the Packers, Latavius Murray, Alex Collins, Wayne Gallman, Eddie Lacy, or other. I'm not familiar with this other character, um, but the <laughs> six other running backs you gave me, I'll go ahead and rank. Um, I would say that Wayne Gallman is probably the top guy in that list um, because he's going to get a lot of work right now. Yep, That team needs to change the way that they're running their offense. And I think that if they can run the ball successfully, they're doing a lot better. Um after that, I like Eddie Lacy, and then I like Adam Jones. Um, Latavius Murray is kind of down the list for me. Alex Collins, I am drawing a blank. Who the hell is Alex Collins? Uh, he's on uh, he's on Baltimore, and he he had oh, like yeah. he had like ten for eighty five, and he's been doing very Isn't well. Isn't he having trouble holding on to the ball? Everyone is that starts out. Yes, yes, okay. there was an issue there, but I still think they're going to keep using him because the alternative. On that particular team is Terrence West, who hasn't been doing very well, right? Uh, and uh, and Buck Allen. So uh, it Buck looks Allen like, will still get third down, passing down sort of situations. It looks to me like it might convert to a Collins Allen situation. My my ranking for those guys, the, the he mentioned, I'll just do top three. That's Gallman, Jones, and Murray. So we concur on Gallman and Jones, basically. Yeah. I think Gallman has the best chance of being a guy all year doing well. I think Jones is unproven, untested, and Ty Montgomery is going to come back and take the job away. So unless you really just need a guy for this week to get you 40 yards, you shouldn't pick up Aaron Jones. And I, I might be... <laughs> for when you really need a guy to get 40 yards. Hey, look, I mean, sometimes it, it, that's what it is. You find Antonio Gates. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I might be wrong, uh, but I don't think Aaron Jones is is pickupable. I think he's just a fantasy fool's gold. I think that if you can get Wayne Gallman, he's the guy. And I think that Latavius Murray at least has staying power in his mediocre role, and Aaron Jones does not. All right. Uh, any other questions from the peanut gallery? Um, if there are any other uh, questions, you can tweet us at uh, twitter.com slash drink5, and our email address is if you want to ask directly at Dave at drink5 or Jason at drink5.com. Uh, and we do have the podcast available every Tuesday at 8 p.m. live on Mixer, like Jason mentioned. That's and right. then afterwards on Stitcher and iTunes. Uh, anything else you want to go over, my friend? 8 p.m. Central? No, I just want to tell everyone to drink five and, you know, listen to some Tom Petty this week. Enjoy yourself. Remember an awesome rock and roll man. Oh, yeah. <laughs>